3: Tonight, Panorama focuses on the terrorist gangs who follow one small second division club, Millwall, in London's Dockland. And that is involved, including in our film, language you don't usually hear on television.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, broadcasting from beautiful South Bermondsey, this is Achtung Millwall. Hello listeners, welcome to this week's edition of Achtung Milwall, broadcasting live from the executive lounge of the Den. As you can hear, let them come to play, and we're all watching the telly. You can forget your Premier League, you can forget your European Champions League, you can forget your Lord fucking Alan Sugar. This is the big TV event of the night. 300 of people in there, I'm with Mickey, AMS. It's a nice event, Mick. It's alright. The telly's got on the Okay. <laughs> Quick, get the radios out.
3: Quick, quick. There's, we're going to do commentary it's from back. Twitter. It's oh. back. The
0: TV's back.
3: Oh, get Thank God for that. Battery's dying. <laughs>
0: <We're>, it's frozen.
3: <laughs> sums, sums up our session, isn't it? The TV's frozen. It's gone blank. Oh no. We're going to go in the stand and watch it on the uh, we'll Minitron. It, the Minitron.
0: <laughs> so we're going to hopefully see some of tonight's game Fleetwood Town v Millwall. Um, we'll be checking in during the course of the game. I'm not going to do any kind of live commentary, but I'm going to do little um, interludes during the course of the game. Looking at the Fleetwood match, it looks like some kind of alien visitation I think it's meant to be a cod. They are a cod army, aren't they? Oh, is it? They're cod army, and that was meant to be a cod.
1: Achtung, Mil-Bal.
0: So, game's underway. Fleetwood looking like a poor man's Arsenal. Mill with their familiar dark blue and white. Mill Team Unchanged from last Saturday. Archer, Defence Cummings, Wedge the Beavers, Joe Martin. Across the middle, we've got O'Brien, Saville, Sean Williams, Shane Ferguson. And up front, the familiar duo, the lethal double act, Gregory and Morrison. I'll tell you what, listeners, the Executive Lounge is packed. 300 tickets sold. It's full up. You cu- I couldn't get parked properly in the car park. I managed to wedge myself in on the other side of a white van outside. Strange thing to be at the den on a non-football night. or football You know what I mean. Football in the telly, rather than football on the pitch. It's a really nice atmosphere in the in, in the in the exec lounge. I'd recommend it to anyone that thinks about it in the future. Bit of chili con carne going on over on the side, I see. I haven't sampled it though. I outside didn't fancy it. Just in case I got the uh, the trots, the backdoor trots. A little bit of early Fleetwood pressure there, Mick. Um, just taking our taking our time clearing our lines a little bit. Still nil nil. few minutes gone.
3: I think also you're. Um you're going to be having a, a, a combined effort tonight. The uh, Lions Live boys are doing the commentary with you, so it could be a, a merged... A it's a mash-up. It's a mash-up, mash mash isn't it? Yeah. I've I'm,
0: I'm got my eyes out for the Fleetwood Service crew. Are they in here tonight?
3: I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'll keep my eye out for uh, Fleetwood Trev. Trev.
0: So what we've got in here, I don't know if anyone's been in the exact lounge before. I'm sure you all have. It's not exactly a, an inner sanctum, is it? Uh, we've got about... Half a dozen large screen TVs on the wall of the exact mound So plenty of viewing space. A lot of chairs organised in rows. Everyone facing towards the screens. Uh, just going to stay with the action at the moment. Because Fleetwood's got a free kick on the right-hand side. It's straight into the middle defence. They retain possession. What are they going to do here? bit of pressure. That's uh, going to go miles over. So yeah, quite nicely laid out. Quite nicely organised. Recommend the old beanbag listeners if you ever fancy it. About ten minutes into the match. Fleetwood's showing more going forwards at the moment than Millwall. can't be having that. Fantastic early save from Jordan Archer there. Fleetwood's showing a lot of early pressure. A little bit under the caution. opening 15 minutes or so, listeners. Tweeting before the game, Billy Taylor says how cold and how wet it is up in Fleetwood. Now, you've got some experience of Fleetwood, Mickey. It sounds like a right grim little hole.
3: I used to work for a company based in Blackpool. Yeah. Trips there every month. Um, there's two words. Oh, yeah. and Shit and hole. hole. <laughs>
0: Pitch looks very heavy, listeners, very heavy, a bit of water underfoot. So clearly, um, conditions are very, very damp up, let's put it that way. hint of a penalty shout there, listeners. We're about 18, 19 minutes into the game. Fleetwood looking the more dangerous of the two teams. And um, ball forward there, and then the Fleetwood player went flying in our penalty area, but not given, thankfully. We well, can tell it's been a boring game so far from the real perspective because the conversation level in the in the house is rising and people are starting to look at their phones. Yeah. At about 21 minutes free. we got a corner opportunity for them to dig into the middle box. We'll stay with it whilst this chance takes place behind the Percy Percy Thompson stand. And it's a low one and it's bouncing around. Free will recover possession. Fantastic tackle by Byron Webster, the new Beckenbauer. Just just short of half-hour gone, listeners. Um, it's been mostly Fleetwood pressing forwards without any real end product. Shot over the bar there from the Fleetwood number 39, whoever he is. Not much to report on, really, Mick, so far. No, no incidents, nothing...
3: No, no it, beautiful football. It seems as if... Um, no beautiful women. No, it seems as if Fleetwood's got the, uh, the 12th player being the referee, as always. As always.
0: 0-0. A little bit of a sense of attention spans drifting within the hall at the moment. The, the game is um, well, it's drab so far. Let's, let's call it what it is. It is drab. And people are just looking at their mobile phones. They're doing a bit of Twitter. They're doing a bit of Facebook. Or a little bit of Candy Crush perhaps. But at the moment, it's not. the show's not gripping them. If this was a TV series, there'd be no rerun, listeners. believe me. No season two. Another heart-stopping moment there, listeners, as we go past the 35th minute. Fleetwood, player seen me jinking through the whole Mill defence with the ball at his feet. My heart nearly missed its beat. I can't afford to do that at my age. There's an advert over the back there. They've got like a, a goal. I don't know if it says lookers of Blackpool or hookers of Blackpool. Let's
3: let's, let's uh, add to the excitement to say it's hookers of Blackpool. <laughs> hookers. So we, we just Google a Blackpool number and just give it out and see who phones it?
0: My, my eyes aren't <laughs> sharp. But it may be lookers, it may be hookers. Last couple of minutes and the half, about 43 minutes, 42 perhaps. Fleetwood still having the majority of the possession, bouncing around our penalty area. Thankfully, with no execution on the end of it. It's not been the greatest half of football by Millwall. We've, we came into the game with a bit of what I might call brash confidence. But I think the freezing cold, wet and rain of the North Sea coast has sapped it out of us. Late Millwall attack, at the end of the half... Final ball in, just behind Gregory and Morrison. First real mill will move of any any great purpose there. that 44th minute. Some sad news from Twitter. Fleetwood Trev, who was trying to organise um, an off, I believe it's called an, off, Mickey. I think it's
3: called an off. Yeah, off. It's called an off. An off.
0: A meet, a meet in Fleetwood. Unfortunately, his Twitter has now gone protected and a blank screen. I don't know what's become of him.
3: Um, maybe he's been arrested.
0: Perhaps he's been arrested on, on for football violence. The sad demise of the Fleetwood Service crew. Fleetwood Trev was um, I, I thought it was a humorous a humorous account. Some I think were taking it quite seriously. He was, he was making a big show of calling it on with Millwall. He was going to organise it big time tonight. Um, there's about four hundred Millwall got up there tonight and maybe one or two have tried to seek out his company Mick.
1: Maybe it's his <laughs> <Ben's.
0: laughs> So anyway, uh, Fleetwood Trev has had his account or either protected or closed down. Sad news. Mill attack last dying. Seconds and a half flashed across the Fleetwood penalty area but into the arms of their goalkeeper to no avail. Mill just hit the crossbar, listeners. Charles out of nowhere. Long ball forward. Hopeful header from outside the penalty area. And it hit the crossbar. Games owned up a little bit in the last couple of minutes. That Mill chance against the crossbar was our best opportunity. Came out of nowhere. Came out of nothing. But we're starting to move the ball a little bit now, and starting to look a little bit more like the mill we know and love of late. And it says at half time, there it is, nil-nil at half time. We'll be right back after these messages.
1: Achtung, Millwall! Stinky Balls Podcast. I'd sooner go out and see a bleeding horror film. I said
4: nothing like that.
3: Fortnightly show where we review classic and not so classic movies. A truly fine professional piece of work. Taking a look at some of your favourite movies of all time. I'm ready to go. I'm, I'm really ready to go. No, I'm not. You can find all our previous episodes on our website, StinkingPaws.com. I know. Suros. Follow us on Twitter, at Stinking Paws, or join the Facebook group. The
4: majesty and grandeur of the English language is the greatest possession we have.
3: And it needed something to sort of uh, give it a breath of air. Uh, it needed something to give it a... It needed something to give it a... Uh, I can't say I can never say... I always say fresh of breath there. Brilliant. The noblest thoughts, that were thrown through the hearts of men, contained in its extraordinary, imaginative and musical mixtures of sound. Probably good not to do a podcast if you can't say basic English. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Achtung, yeah. Mehlball.
0: So we're just waiting for the second half to kick off, listeners. We all simply be making free wait weight out there in the... Cold wind, Mickey.
1: But well,
3: we've also got a bigger screen this
0: end. We've got a bigger screen, we are salted, mate, salted. We found ourselves a civilised part of the bar, Mick, haven't we? It's um not that it's been particularly leery in here tonight, but mm-hmm. it's just a little bit more of a mature crowd around us now, you know. Yeah. Old that means listeners.
3: Yeah.
0: We found ourselves a bigger screen to look at. Fantastic chance early there for Aiden O'Brien, he put it over the bar. How did he miss? The man got it right there, Mickey. I think he did. Clear and open opportunity score. Fluffed. Minutes into the second half. Good news is that Mill got the win behind us to the second half, listeners. We seem to be making a difference already. We're getting forwards much, much more quickly than we ever did in that first half. All bouncing around. It's going to go for a goal kick. Mill looking much brighter as the second half starts. Beautiful move forward by Mill Wall. No one there. It's cuffed. All bouncing around still of the penalty area, a beautiful move, briefly, going forwards. Twelve players, helped, yeah. them, helped them go down, didn't he? Yeah, referee just pulling it up at the last moment. Williams standing on the ball there. People not happy, as you can hear. Williams just stood on the ball, got dispossessed. Conceding possession now to Fleetwood, coming back at us a little bit. Fleetwood playing the ball around a little bit wider, ball into the box, gone behind four. Fleetwood corner. There's a bloke leaned against the pillar right in front of me, listeners. I can swear it's Alan Dunn from behind. It's, it's not him, is it? I don't know. It looks
3: like him, it, it looks
0: knows. like Alan Dunn from behind. It's not him.
3: Just fun thing, then. How do you know what Alan Dunn looks like from behind? Ooh! Ooh! He done
0: me! <laughs> Fleetwood shot whilst I'm waffling on those blocks again. Little bit of pressure. I don't like the look of this, listeners. Yeah, another corner, Fleetwood. Can't keep conceding corners. Well, at some point, unless you've got a bet on it, or unless at some point you expect to concede a goal. no on the attack a shot from distance. Oh. That Williams. Williams from distance, inches over as you could. Here, 59th minute of the game, still 0-0. Fleet will give him, being given a lot of time and space here, worryingly so. Mill clearing their lines again, but every time Fleet would get the ball, they come down the wings, and we're slightly making them look good. Which is a worrying, worrying sign. Maybe we're tired after that long-endless drive up the M1, M6. Little tweet here from John Kelly. Harris is not happy with what he's seen, but Williams finally getting forward. whistles one just over the bar. So Harris is not, not happy. We're not happy either. Les Hammond's calling for Upson on for Gregory and go 4-4-2. Lions Live Radio reports Upson looking like he's getting ready to come on. So that's um be an interesting return for, for Ed Upson. Another cross into the box. It flashes across the middle goal there, dangerous, Fleetwood retain possession again, we're not closing them down, we're not winning the ball back, shot from distance, good save by Jordan Archer, shot on target, tipped over the park you can see yet another corner, I've never seen so many corners against the Millwall side, it's incredible, such a short space of time I hasten to add, In it comes, Fleetwood player falls over, looking for a penalty, goal, 1-0, all fired into the middle box headed in from close range more rebounded in that was coming we just can see so many corners so many free kicks
3: it, it was building and building team. and building wasn't it that did come in with some pace though and i mean he was just literally... it came in at
0: pace he just got on the end of it didn't yeah. he direct it he just no. got, he got his head in the way i
3: think archer thought oh well it's going to go wide and didn't realize it was standing there was one, one nil to fleetwood
0: silly goal to concede. we've actually looked started a half brighter, but that will be a gutting blow for Millwall. Cummins made a good run from the right on forwards. Into the box. he just flicks away from Morrison's head, and the referee gives a free kick against Steve Morrison. Referee's bent, I reckon. A little break now. Morrison's just outside. Through the box, he's dispossessed. He couldn't quite get control of that football, listeners. Ryan's Lyons pressing forwards now. Got throwing. 20 minutes to go. 20 minutes to try and salvage something out of this very disappointing performance so far all high lumps into the box goalkeeper goes flying referee gives a free kick the referee's performance tonight has been questionable shall we say that let's be let's be moderate this has been questionable referee you've been questionable there we are that maybe puts it a bit more succinctly nice little free kick. <laughs> little break on and he gives a free quick where did, well, we didn't want it. It's just a great play-up. What can you say about this bloke? His morning attack. His Upson just outside the Fleetwood penalty area. He puts it forward. It's a few foot wide, but nice try from distance. The referee has a bit of a card reputation, you're saying, is Oh, he does like a card in three. 26, 31. Best part of what?
3: Over 50. 53 50 cards
0: and 50 two reds. In, since August. Since August. 53 yellows, two reds. So he does like a card, this bloke. He's certainly giving out some tonight to us, that's for sure. Ball bobbling around inside the Fleetwood. Penalty for a change. Millblad's getting stuck in, can't get a shot on goal. Fleetwood bring it away. It's 2-0 from a corner that shouldn't have been. Shot over the bar from Fleetwood. Looped over the bar, clearly. Referee's given a corner. And from that corner, it's scuffed into the Millblad. 2-0.
3: Jeremy uh, Simpson, namesake, you're a cunt.
0: That's that, listeners, I'm afraid. (laughs) That's a long way to go to watch a Gussie performance like that. I've got to say, we a fair play to the uh, 400 or so that went up. People are leaving the uh, exact lounge, the hall. Very poor performance from Millwall overall. I've got to say, the rain is chucking it down up there. The, the camera angle is just catching it now. It looks like a sheet of water coming down on the players. It's a late Mill corner from a shocking shot from Steve Morrison. It steps off the guys. 2-1. Who scored that? That was Webster. Goal machine, Webster gets a very, very late goal. Consolation, I think, at best. Can we get
3: another one?
0: Can we get another one? There's to be one lump forwards and get after
3: it. Massive, massive respect for all those who went out there on a wild, wet Tuesday, November night. Hats off to them, I think.
0: Totally, that is no place to be going. I think that's there.
3: where the club should do something back for them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. A, a little bit thank you what I mean? for that. Yeah, definitely.
0: One last chance for Millwall trying to work their way through, couldn't get it through there. That's full time listeners at the report 2 1 Fleetwoods. Poor performance from Millwall overall. I mean, the one day consolation made no real difference. Referee was as bent as my book, no, not it.
3: Allegedly. Allegedly. Remember, got to add the word allegedly, but no, I think the referee was shocking. Um, the Morrison, the corner we got near the end, Morrison kicked it off, no approach from any other player, corner to us. You know, that corner, what they got, should never have been a corner. That cost us a game.
0: Morrison the right go at the referee there. But Overall, shocking performance by Millwall. I mean, we, we can put a lot on the referee, but we've got to look at ourselves too. I don't we, we never got going there at
3: all. But is that because we're tired? The amount of games we seem to be having on the bounce... You know, okay, we've just come out of the International, but about the games will keep getting changed Saturday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, yeah, Tuesday through thinking, the International. Are, you know, as we were speaking about earlier, we have only got not much more than the 11 starters. Yeah. Are we just getting tired? Possibly. And the youth. Are, Conditions are they were tough.
0: I mean, that, you know, all joking aside, that was a cold, wet, heavy old place to be going, so it must, must have strength, mustn't it? But On the Saturday, onwards and upwards, Bury at Home Saturday, we'll be right back.
1: At that game, after the messages.
0: ho ho ho, what do you want for Christmas, little boy? Santa, I, I want a London Dock and Development Corporation T-shirt. Oh, well, it's no good coming to me for that, little boy. You need to visit cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk. They got thousands. Thousands of different T-shirts on there, including your LDDC T-shirt tributes. Thank you, Santa, but I'm fucking off now. Christmas is coming, ladies and gentlemen, so why not visit cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk for all your Christmas T-shirt needs. As with everything that we do, all proceeds benefit the various charities that our magazine supports. Visit cblthemag.spreadshirt.co.uk
1: now. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you
0: break there listeners. I hope you enjoyed our coverage of the beanback versus Fleetwood Tuesday night. Poor result but good night. Good night in the executive lounge. Here we are now on a cold, a grey, a damp afternoon in South Bermondsey for the visit of Barry. Just waiting for the teams to come out. Big news I suppose is that Steve Morrison is rested from the starting lineup so we're going to start today with Aidan O'Brien and Lee Gregory as our front pairing today. So, the middle lineup has Jules Nitro in goal, back line of Sean Cummins, Byron Webster, Mark Beavers, and Shane Ferguson dropping further back into the left back position. Injuries taking their toll on the team, clearly, listeners, and suspensions. Midfield, we've got Fred starting, we've got Jules Savile, Sean Williams, Ned Upson making his comeback after that injury sustained up there at Peterborough, all those months ago. And then, as I say, the front pairing league, Greg René and O'Brien, who actually formed quite a nice looking partnership towards the end of last season. I remember the game at Brentford, where they looked particularly effective their movement and their thought. And um, it's going to be an interesting start for them. Mount Morrison's on the bench. I think he's carrying four yellows, so perhaps uh, this is Harris trying to work a situation so he doesn't get doesn't have to play today, maybe he doesn't draw a yellow card, maybe we're going to fall to suspension in a less critical situation. I don't know, what do I know? I'm only a podcasting fan sat high up in the Barry Kitchener stand, so what do I know of such arcane football matters? Anyway, we're just waiting for the teams to come out. It's my first glimpse of the uh, Minitron. We're taking a piss out of it a little bit. It's actually not as small as um, we've all been making out online. Um, it just looks a little bit like a jagged tooth stuck in the mouth of a man who's uh, in, in want of good dentistry at the moment because the surrounding holding is slightly bigger than the new Jumbotron, Minitron, take your pick. I'm, talk- I'm calling it Minitron to be satirical. It's a really nice screen. It's a sharp HD level screen. Um, picture is, you won't want for a better image. It's just you might need a binoculars to see it. Ha! Not really. Not really John Beryl's only forked out. Six figures, allegedly, to buy it. Here come the teams. Today's opponents, Barry, actually placed above us. Number 9 in the league table. We're, we're 11th, they're 9th. Uh, one point ahead of us, two points ahead of us, excuse me. So they're going quite well. They also will think of themselves as fringe playoff candidates. I don't know an awful lot about the modern Barry, but what I do know of Barry is that in the Victorian area, the Victorian era, Barry were quite the powerhouse of English football, winning the FA Cup famously in 1900 and then 1903 without conceding a goal in the whole tournament and scoring a record FA Cup final win of 6-0. I think it was against Derby, but um, any uh, any nerds out there can correct that, please do so. Um, So yeah, quite the powerhouse before the First World War, not so much since, clearly, but... At the moment, they're not doing too bad in League One, so it could well be a difficult match this afternoon in the cold South Bermondsey mire. Oh, the cold South Bermondsey um, miasma. What's miasma? The cold South Bermondsey miasma. I'm going to look that up now and see what that means. Excuse me. Miasma means an unhealthy or unpleasant smell of vapour. Let's go with that, come on. In the, in the, in the cold grey South Bermondsey miasma. I like it, I like that word going to stick with that Big thank you to my show colleague Craig Griffiths for pulling out all the stops for uh, show 61 which was the away fixture versus Plymouth the Johnston Paint trophy win um, Craig did a show all on his own because I was actually away on holiday at the time hence no show last week but massive, massive thank you to Craig who did a really, really good job in my humble opinion so he's more than welcome to do another in the future I like the way he handled himself on that so we're just going about to kick off. I've actually got a clock to look at now on the HD screen, so I don't need to be farting around with my my iPhone anymore, listeners. Whoa, we're in the 21st century now here. Mill in their familiar blue and white. Berry in their traditional white shirts. I think they're traditionally played in a dark blue. It looks looks like more like a dark grey they're playing in, or some strange kind of um, ash grey of shorts and socks. Anyway, white shirted Berry. Away we go. Berry kicking towards the cold blow lane there. End in the first half, as one would hope for. Got an early attack going on in for the Berry number 10. He's put it inside, and is the 8. There's a bit of a remarkable resemblance to Liam Trotter from a long distance away, even down to the gloves and the pink boots, but I don't think it is, Liam. 41's got the ball back, down by the middle right-hand corner flag. Beats his man, he's just inside the middle penalty area now. Linesman's given a free kick to Barry. I think he got clipped as he was trying to pass the defender, Shane Ferguson, there. So it's going to be a free kick in a relatively dangerous position for Barry. Early doors. We are one minute into the game, according to our new HD clock sponsored by Euroferries. It's going to be the 19 to take. Right hand side of the mill box, just on the uh, junction of the penalty area and the, and the byline. So it's going to be crossed into a dangerous area early doors in the match for Berry. So in it comes. Berry is powered in. It takes deflection. It's off the line from Joel Nash. So that's a Gordon Banks level save there. Point-blank header in from close range. Somehow, somehow, Jules nasha has got down on the line to dig it up and out. That was... i, I, I throw that line in lightly there. Gordon Banks level 1970 World Cup. It was on the same standard. That was point-blank. Okay, it wasn't from Pelé, but fuck me, that was a tough, tough save to make. Well done, Jules nasha That's enlivened the crowd early. They needed enlivening. Two minutes into the game. Early pressure though from Berry. They look like a decent side, listeners. Decent side. In comes the corner now. Low. Bouncing around again. It's gone for another corner. We conceded no end of corners against Fleetwood the other night. Looks like we started in the same vein here against Berry. Second corner in swift succession. I'm staying with the action because this looks like a dangerous situation. The corner swings in again. Deep this time. Berry retained possession just outside the penalty area. Mill very much under the cosh in his opening minutes. gone for a throw in. Thank you. Christ for that! Honestly, I know I'm going on about that save, but it was one of the best saves I've seen at the Den in many, many years. If arguably one of these saves, ever. I know the situation maybe doesn't command that kind of phrase, but it was, a, it was an incredible dig out from under point blank range on the goal line itself. I want to see it again. I, maybe my imagination is running away with me on it, but it looked fantastic. Believe you me, Jordan Archer. That boy is going to be worth money in the future. It's Fred on the breakthrough! inside the penalty area can't beat the goalkeeper nice break forward beautiful pass forward there from Jules Savile to Fred he just couldn't get it over the goalkeeper oncoming done very well here. nice first Millwall move of note 5 minutes 6 minutes coming up on the clock goalkeeper down injured number 30 short breaking play it was a really nice move It's a ball through from midfield from Jules Savile found Fred probably took it a step too far maybe lost control the last one just couldn't get enough underneath that ball and get it over the goalkeeper for the opener but nice break Millwall an open start to say the least, listeners. While we're just taking this injury break for the goalkeeper, both teams going forwards, both teams having chances. Rumours on the internet of Crystal Palace's interest in Aidan O'Brien. Um, one could well imagine that all sorts of clubs will be interested in Aidan O'Brien. He clearly stands out at League One level. He clearly has that touch of class compared with most he's going to come across in this division, at least. <laughs> Whether Crystal Palace will pay big money for him? Remains to be seen, there's a ball forward, there's Lee Gregory inside the Mill box, very box, good chance there, saved well by the goalkeeper, nice move, Mill wall, carved open that Barry defence, Mill throw, down below me in block one, it's going to be Ferguson that takes. Twelfth minute, Mill moved the ball well there through that burnt, uh, buried defence, good save by the goalkeeper, in all fairness. As we've said a few times on the show, if our clubs are interested, whoever they are, and they want to sign Aiden O'Brien. They must be made to pay. If the club are listening, he must, they must be made to pay. Big for a player of that quality. Sean Williams floats in the ball into the danger zones over everybody's head. He's up, Ed Upson now on the far side. He's going to go for a mill throw. 13 minutes. It's Williams from distance. His shot's on goal. 1-0. Millwall, oh, Sean Williams. Dipping shot. Ball inside from three. 13 minutes. Lions lead it 1-0. Nicely taken chance. Ball just inside, slipped inside from Fred from the throw-in, Williams shoots. It's a dipping shot. Awkward shot to take for the goalkeeper colour. Goes underneath the goalkeeper's hand. One, but no. Got to keep our work rate going. I barely have not looked like a bad side starting out. And they've got a break here. It's 41 on the right hand side. Just straight from the kickoff here. Tackle's flying and there's going to be a throw. They've not looked like a bad side going forwards. They've had opportunities, so we mustn't mustn't switch off to them listeners but that's a good comfortable goal there and it's made me feel a whole lot better about sitting in the cold grant day grant the the cold grey miasma of South Bermondsey on a Saturday afternoon I always make out like it's some kind of imposition coming down here, don't I listeners you heard me I go on don't I I make out like someone's forcing me out the door making me sit in the cold grey miasma of South Bermondsey afternoon I love it really what else would I do with myself I've been having these philosophical thoughts of late what would you do if you move the broad or some such. Um, I'd really miss it, I'm sure you would, I'm sure everyone that comes here does. Berry on the attack as I'm waffling away. Beautiful take there by Ed Upson to clear. That was a pull into the box by Berry and a nice, nice take by Ed Upson. 15, 16 minutes approaching. Mill we looking a lot more confident as we come up towards the 18th minute of the game. There's the 41 coming down central, he's run himself into a spot above bother there with... Byron Webster very well getting in the way of that 41 forward run there long ball forward fields Gregory is headed back so the goalkeeper can pick it up Um, Byron's improving player I really am liking the look of Byron more and more as each game goes past he's he's using his size he's clearly getting coached on the dark arts of defending and for a man who took a bit of flack at the start of his mill career it's fantastic to see him improving game by game and that's uh, worth saying well done Byron Webster that was a nice stop he made there Lee Gregory nips in front of the defender fantastic work. And gets clattered by the 27, draws a free kick. Oh, it'd be a yellow card! How's that not a yellow card? Lee Gregory, speed of thought and movement, nips in front of the 27 defender. Long ball out of defence. The defender had no choice but him, and that's not a yellow card? You disgrace referee, After a disgrace. 34 minutes, middle free kick. Ferguson, left-hand side of the Berry of the, uh, half. Takes it short, he finds Ed Upson, just outside the penalty area now. Back to Ferguson, 1-2 on the left-hand side now. Ball's clipped into the box, going to go for a corner. new corner. Webster's down, took one in the mush. Webster's on the floor. So like he's took it less in the in the face, more between the bollocks. Poor sod, he's walking away, he's, he's limping away, he's all, he's alright. Other than that someone's actually just put a boot into his um, never regions. Anyway, here comes the corner. Six into the box, that's uh, Williams into the box, goalkeeper takes. He's, he's running awkwardly, as they say in cricket, he's running awkwardly. Nice run by Ed Upson, finds Joe Saville, just outside the box. Saville shoots, too high, nice move, 38 minutes coming up. Well, dare I say it, as the, the half approaches the uh, latter stages, Mill looking very much in control. Berry had some good early early moments, early on. Some good early moments early on. Uh, it's kind of a double logic there, isn't it? Um, since then, they've looked a little... Plenty of possession, but nothing penetrative. Millwall, though, look bright. Nice break, Millwall. Gregory almost beats his man there. Finds O'Brien overlapping. Ball just over here there. On the brink of a beautiful move there, Millwall. 39 minutes on the clock. Barry back on the sack again over on the left-hand side. They're trying to... Pick their way through the mill defence. Freddy's back there helping out. Still over on the left hand side. Long far ball, 41 at the far post. It's behind their oncoming defender. Half an opportunity there for Berry. The, the, the cross into the, the 41 on the far right. He couldn't work it across to his man, just behind him in actual fact. There's Mill on the break. It's Lee Gregory now? Just outside the Barry penalty. Gregory worked some space. Sean goal over the bar. There's the half. Mill lead that half. One-to-nil. Overall, strong performance from the Lions. Um, early chance for Berry, And then largely, they've been shut out by the Lions. They, they, they've had a lot of foot uh, possession, as we've said. Uh, Millwall, though have kept defended very, very well and have kept them at bay. The Lions will go into the half well satisfied with that 1-0 lead.
1: Achtung, Mil-Ball.
0: Some Millwall news for you listeners from in the week on the Internet. Um, one league table we are doing very well in, if not League One, is the Banning Order Championship. There is a Banning Order Championship and there must be some kind of annual FA awards ceremony. Maybe Andy Ambler gets to go up at FA headquarters at Wembley and receive a trophy for having the largest number of 64 Banning Orders, largest number in last season's championship for Millwall. Um, Newcastle has the worst record in the Premier League last season. But um, we've not been far behind them with 64. These banning orders are generally uh, designated for public disorder, whatever that might be, alcohol offences and violent disorder. So basically being a little bit leery, having a row, having a fight and being pissed at a football match. Speaking to the BBC, Mill FC Chief Executive Andy Ambler said a number of these banning orders related still to the the Wembley um, incident, shall we call it, April 2013, the FA Cup semi-final versus Wigan. But he says, Ambler says, things have improved year on year. Some of the banning orders still in force relate to that incident in 2013. And that will give us a higher number than some other clubs. Don't talk it down, Andy. We've got the biggest number of banning. Let's be proud of that. Let's, let's really make a big thing out. Let's see if we can't ban a few more. We've got barely enough fans to keep us going at the best of times. Let's keep banning them. We want to get to number one. Newcastle in front of us. Jack Powell, listeners, has left Mill on loan. ...to join Braintree Town. Now, I always thought Jack Powell's been far better than Braintree Town. No disrespect to Braintree, they're doing quite well in the Vanarama National League. Um, but he's gone there on loan till January 2016. He hasn't been getting the starts. Um, he's an artistic player. I like Jack Powell, but whether he can quite hack it in the rough and tumble of League One... ...is probably the question. And he's gone to join Braintree till January 2016. Um, 21 years old. It's a bit of a crossroads for Jack, really... He's really only got the next couple of years to start making his career happen. And I really hope that he does go to Braintree, he does turn it on, and that there is a place found for him back here at the Denks. I, I've liked to look of him ever since I've seen him, but he's clearly not cutting it at the moment. So Jack Powell out on loan till 2016 January at Braintree Town of the Vanarama League. And I was talking during the in-play about Aidan O'Brien and, and Crystal Palace being interested in him but Chief Exec Andy Ambler says he welcomes interest in players because it's a sign of how well they're performing including Crystal Palace who believes have made a move for, for Aidan O'Brien making a move sounds a little bit like an approach you might make in the toilets of a club or something doesn't it make a move on somebody um, I oh, we've said it all already as long as the um, the price is right because every club is a selling club From maybe only Real Madrid and Barcelona and Manchester United aren't selling clubs we certainly have to be a selling club, and if the price is right, then obviously everything's up for up for grabs. But we just have to make them pay, and I keep saying to you listeners, make them pay, Andy. A few half-time tweets for you. Stuart Mace says, man of the match for me is Lee Gregory, L. Gregor's 10 on Twitter. Uh, Fred, looking like the weak link for Stuart. I know what you mean, Stuart. He does look a little bit lightweight at times. Gregory's doing some work, so he's Aidan O'Brien. we come to expect that from Aidan O'Brien. Overall, it's been a strong team performance, but Fred does look a little bit like a lost lamb at the minute. Uh, Stewart goes on to say the barry they've got a, couple, got a goal in them. Need another couple for Millwall to put us in. Good spirits for that tough test up at Burton. Millwall Brazil. Um, I don't know if Millwall is shown in Brazil, or if Millwall Brazil is over here in London, but Millwall Brazil, always welcome your, uh, the, your comments, Millwall Brazil. Millwall Brazil says, good half, good first half, consistent. The only fry in the initial minutes. And the absolute domain of Millwall and the rest of the half. That's very poetic, I like that. The absolute domain of Millwall for the rest of the half. So good. I like your style, Millwall Brazil. Keep them coming, mate. This is Millwall says, it's a convincing half. We look decent. Upson, and Gregory and Webster are standing out for Glenn of This is Millwall. John Kelly says, Archer hasn't had anything to do since that brilliant double save earlier. Good stuff from Millwall so far. Just the Golden Banks level save then. That's all he's done, apart from that, nothing. A wage free for the rest of the half, Jordan Archer. Not really, Jordan, I love you to bits, mate. Andrew MFC says, Barry started very well, looked dangerous, strong side in brackets, but we've played well since the opening five minutes. Good game of football, says Andrew. Mill uh, Brazil's posted something else. I'm not sure if I'm going to get the accent right, but this he says, Fim de Primero Tempo. Estamos com a vantagem no marcador. Exclamation marks. Millwall won, Berry nil. I know what you're saying there, Millwall, Brazil. Love it. David Lederkramer says of Jordan Archer's save, amazing. Total world class save. Worldy, as he puts it. World class. Make you right there, David. Tony Baker says, good first half performance from Millwall. Pace and skill versus bulk and muscle. Bulk and muscle being Berry, Millwall being the pace and skill. Ed Upson playing well, says Tony. Like it, Tone. Second half's underway, listeners. Mill attacking the Cobble Lane end at a cold, darkening den. Is Fred outside the Berry penalty area? already been told he's got to do more by Neil Harris. Half time, he finds Williams on the edge of the penalty area. Shot is blocked. Swirling wind inside the stadium blowing a bit of rubbish around. Makes it look like a scrubby old bit of scrub ground on the edge of town. The darkness at the edge of town, of litter strewn across the playing surface, gives a suitably gritty feeling for the second half of the den. And we do like a bit of grit down at Millwall, Wall, don't we? We love it gritty. Mill back on the attack again, 47 minutes. Here's Sean Williams just outside the Berry box. Finds Fred inside the penalty area. Fred jinking around. Finds Saville. Berry defence standing firm. Saville goes flying. I think it was a little bit theatrical to get the decision. Bit of possession there for Mill, but here's Berry on the break. You've got to be careful, as one or two half time Twitterers said. You've got to be careful, they're a strong side. And they can show some danger. So overlapping now on the right-hand side. Ball into the box. That's headed clear. Berry retained possession. 19. Just outside the Mill penalty area. 48th minute approaches. Upsum gets a fantastic tackle in there on the uh, on the two. And Mill get a chance to clear their lines. Berry back on the attack. They're looking to start the bright as, half as bright as they started the first. Is the three down in front of me. Crys the 10 trying to get the ball in, he beats Cummings, it's the nine, six on the edge of the penalty area, nine, sorry, ten puts the ball in deep, Archer takes nicely and gets clattered for his troubles, referee ought to go and make sure he's all right, I don't think that was intentional, he just took a buffeting as the striker was coming in, legitimate challenge, but Jordan Archer, brave, brave boy, takes a clattering now, 49th minute approaches, crowd getting into it, you can hear it, Mill crowd recognise this Berry side, have got a little bit about them and the Lions need a little bit of encouragement and they're getting here. It. It's a muscly battle in midfield, Mill just coming off slightly second best at the moment trying to work some uh, m- space and, and time in midfield the Berry uh, boys are big boys, lumps Mill having to really work hard in midfield still lead it 1-0 though, 53rd minute approaches what a goal kick out there from the Berry goalkeeper. Almost puts a, a chance for a thing back in there from Millwall. It comes to nothing. Here's the 10, now on the break. 55 minutes gone in the match. The 6 now floats the ball forward, trying to find some space. That's going to run through to Jordan Archer. 60th minute passes. Berry on the attack again. Um, Mill just reasserted themselves a little bit in the last few minutes of the, the second half. But Berry still punching the ball around, but still looking for a way back into this game. 1-0 Millwall. Long ball forward is the 9 inside the penalty area, a great cha- challenge there by Mark Beavers. He was offside but Beavers didn't know that, that was a strong challenge by Mark Beavers, the 9 had a, almost a clear shot on goal there, offside as it was. Fred's coming out, Morrison's coming into the game. Fred leaves the game, done well, he's looked a little bit light today, Good, better first half than he's seen second half, but Morrison comes, that's probably going to mean O'Brien goes down the wing, and it's going to be the Deadly Joe of Morrison and Lee Gregory in the centre. So the ball's floated in by the Berry winger. Archer takes brilliantly, almost a beautiful throw, at, finds, as it is, a rebound. to Ed Upson. He's got Lee Gregory overlapping now on the wide right, he takes his man on, passes his man, number two, into the box. Just in front of the onrushing Aidan O'Brien, unlucky, beautiful break, almost 2-0, flashed across the Berry. goal there. Clear opportunity right that, Brian just couldn't get that extra inch on it. Beautiful flick through from Morrison finds Gregory, just over touches it. The goalkeeper makes a good save in the end. It was like a strange pass forward there from Steve Morrison. Found Gregory, gave him space. Gregory just, his first touch just slightly let him down there. The goalkeeper made a good challenge on him though to prevent the goal. Berry back on his act. Saville challenging the nine, sees a free kick. Probably challenging a little bit too robustly for the taste of this referee. It's going to be a very free kick. Left hand side of the penalty area. Five yards from the corner of the penalty area. Opportunity here for Berry. 68 minutes It's just passed. Here it comes. The free takes. Empowered in there. Headed away by the Mill defence quite easily. As we approach the 70th minute. Just under 20 minutes for Mill to either see this out or get a critical second goal. Berry pressing forwards again, however. Mill Real crowd really getting into it now sense of uh, tension in the air, Berry trying to put the ball forward, trying to find the 22, Savile's in the way, it falls from distance, shot on goal, Archer takes it, packs it down quite easily. Savile's in there, in the mix, concedes a free kick, referee's starting to get a little bit of flack. oh uh, there's a little bit of pushing and shoving in the middle, Savile and a Berry bloke, bit of yap yap yap, uh, team surround their man, good to see, It's going to be a free kick to Berry though. I think the referee probably want to show him a yellow. It's going to be a yellow for Jules Saddle. Boom. Mixing it there, Jules Saddle. No one's going to say bad things about you down here for mixing it in the midfield. 15 minutes to go. It's been a tough, hard side, Berry, but the Lions are mixing it and they're holding their own. Drawing a couple of yellows, as you'd expect, but they're doing well here today. Beavers and Webster have both done well, they have a, a, a real tussle today, up against the physical side, both players have done very, very well for me today, both Mark Beavers and Byron Webster. Fantastic skills made, McBride is in trouble a the moment now, I thought, inside their own half. twisted. has almost been forced to play it back to um, Archer in a dodgy situation, he did a fantastic twist and turn. Cruyff style, Johan Cruyff. 80th minute, 10 minutes of this to go. Ben Thompson coming in the game for Ed Upson. Ed Upson's done very well. First game back since that, first full game back since that injury up at Peterborough, just coming out of the game. He's put a lot of effort in there. Ben Thompson's going to come in. And in the same role, last 10 minutes, maximum work rate from Ben required. Good debut for the uh, Academy boy. Marlon Chislain Chis- is his name. I'll have to check his name. Sorry, listeners. Shane Ferguson's coming out, Noel Chesmein, according to Toby Porter, thank you Toby, Noel Chesmein, one of our academy boys, replacing Shane Ferguson for the last eight minutes of this game, this tense game, big situation to throw the boy into, it's going to be a big call, let's hope Harris has got it right, it's Steve Morrison, just outside the buried box, what can he do, shot from distance, Morrison, great save on a buried goalkeeper, left hand side of the goal, Probably not enough power in it to really trouble him, but he got his sort of double fisted punch away. 88th minute approaches. There's the final whistle! Good win for Millwall. Very strong side. Get pressing, pressing, pressing. It was never, ever comfortable for Millwall. But that was a strong win. We matched them in terms of muscle in the midfield, contained them well. An early goal from Sean Williams was the decisive factor. And that's a fantastic win for the Lions. And there is a familiar tune of late. Take it away, Mr. Boye, for now. We're going to be right back after the break with a conversation with Harry Warren.
1: Achtung, Mehlwald.
0: Alright, massive welcome onto the show to Harry Warren. Welcome back, H. Uh, yeah, it's good
4: to be back, Nick. You
0: alright? Yeah, well, it's, it's unusual for you and me to be speaking in happy circumstances. It's normally a pity party when we, you and me to get together on the phone, isn't it?
4: I told you it was the Gypsy Curse. <laughs> <but I don't... laughs> I went and sorted it out. We ain't, we ain't lost since I went and done that. So, so
0: Well, at home anyway. So. You, you Essex gypsies, you love all that, don't you? Yeah, that's it. That's i it. <laughs> tell you what, I was, I'm was. i reminded of the Duke of Wellington, area, at the Battle of Waterloo, or after the Battle of Waterloo, saying that it was a close-run thing. And today was a close-run thing in many respects. It was a, a, a win I've seen described online as a grind, a grinding win, but one where we came out on top. Makes a huge change to be able to say that, doesn't it? Yeah,
4: I mean, that's... That's something that we haven't done for a long time. Is grind out wins, you know. We, yeah, I, I I heard someone say, you know, you, if you gloss over a season, if it ends up being a successful season, you tend to remember beating teams four 0 or four one or whatever. But it's really the one 0 wins when you're up against it, like we were today for a long period in the second half, and you come away with a win, and you think, well, that's that's the things that make your season. That's what makes you successful
0: kind of thing. Well, Neil Harris, I mean, he's speaking to the official site after the game. Um, says he he's tempted to describe this as our biggest win of the season so far. And I kind of think I agree with him, Harry, because that was a tough team we we're up against today, and a well organised side in fairness to Berry. They they had a bit about them. They probably just lacked a little bit of cutting edge up front, but they were tough opponents.
4: Yeah, they were really physical. They were absolutely smashing us in midfield. I mean there was a couple, I think the referee didn't help, but that's another that's well, another story. When issue. do they? When do they? Um, but you know, there, there was a couple of crunching tackles in from them and they were quite cynical in the way. I mean, Peter Clark was well, basically. If, he did, if Gregory's got his wallet, his watch. And I'm surprised because he's maybe his dinner from last night. Because literally the amount of time Peter Clark had his hand over him, uh, I don't know. And then he done it right in front of the referee. But you know, uh, we got the three points. That's all that matters. It makes it less of a spectacle in terms of like of nice, attractive football. It was a, so. Yeah, it was a grind.
0: I mean, for me, that the story of the day for anyone that weren't there and listening around the world, the story of the day was of a, a real battle. It was an old school scrap in many respects. It was a tough, hard game of football, a classic English game of football on a cold November afternoon, um, at the Den. You know, one of those places where it, you know prettiness doesn't doesn't cut much mustard. But it was a real um, it was a real fight, wasn't it? And uh, we we prevailed. And I I just think that's the story of the day because it was a team performance. And we came out on top and it's just been such a long time. I'm thinking back through the, the kind of late um period of Jacket, Lomas and Holloway where it was classically the kind of match we would have lost.
4: Yeah, definitely. I mean I can't I can't remember it. Maybe the last time we was in League One was probably the last time yeah. we'd yeah, agree. kind of grinding it out like this. It was a Jimmy Abdu kind of game and we won it without Jimmy Abdu, if you know what I mean. But yeah,
0: no, it's a good description. It was totally um it was it was a hard fight and we, we we won it. But I think the first thing to say about the game and the first event of um of the match really in some respects was what I've described on Twitter as a Golden Banks level nineteen seventy World Cup save. Um point blank header it was a double chance, I think, that Jordan Archer kinda dug out from underneath the crossbar almost. It was it was a fantastic save, Harry.
4: Yeah, it was, it was fantastic. I think you're absolutely right. G- Golden Banks against Pele or yeah. maybe the Jersey Dudek Champions League final Yep. save where it just dicks him. The second the second one, from where I was sitting, because I sit the other side of you, he saves the first one with his right hand going to the right hand side and then sort of springs back up and pushes it all like punches the ball away with his left hand, so he's gone with both hands. It 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 was a goal, it was a certain goal if we had a certain Irish goalkeeper.
0: Um, yeah, and, and in fairness, I, any any goalkeeper in in any of the the four divisions would would regard themselves to have done well to get a, at least something on a, on a chance of that nature, to have actually saved it and you know kind of dug it out from underneath the goal in that way. I I put it on the world table because I think that's that's the that's the mark of a world class goalkeeper. I know I'm saying a little bit over the top, and I'm sure listeners are probably spluttering in there. There, tea, but it was at that level for me. I don't, I don't know what else he's got to do if he don't do that.
4: No, I think, I think you're right. I think it was world class. You know, we talked the last time I was on. It was after we lost that set South, well, against Southend. Yeah. And I spoke then that you know if you've got a good goalkeeper, it might save you ten, twelve points a season. That saved us. You know, with the way the game transpired, I think if we'd gone one nil down, it would have been the game we lost.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's always going to be a close game today, wasn't it? And um, that saved us a goal. And then um, 14th minute, I think it was, Sean Williams got us a goal, um, kind of a speculative shot from outside the penalty area. But um, it, again, it's gone under the goalkeeper's hand, the buried goalkeeper's hand. I thought did well today, but that was a mistake on his part and has conceded the goal that Jordan has just saved, if that makes sense. And those are the small margins that, that take you up the table, aren't they?
4: Yeah, especially when you're in, I think, there's a good 10-team's if you look at the table, probably not the ones you would have picked out at the start. There's probably ten teams that probably fancy their chances, and realistically, and we 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 are in that pack. Yeah, Definitely. I agree with that, Yeah. Um. So you know, you expect, you've got to beat the teams in and around you. Yeah. If we do win today, obviously, like we have, and win Tuesday night. You yeah. know, we'll be fifth.
0: So I think we. I mean, we we have to regard ourselves as contenders, as you say. Barry were above us prior to today's win and to, at the end of the day we're now above them these are the kinds of critical three points you've got to, you've got to claim the ones against the lower teams but also against the, the pack around you as you rightly say I, I mean it's, it's the season is building now Harry for me anyway where if we're not involved in the playoffs at the end of the season it's going to feel like a disappointment and who would have thought would even be having these kinds of conversations back in August it just seems we've taken such a short a journey in such a short space of time
4: yeah I think I mean it goes without saying you've got to praise the legend do he couldn't be any more of a legend as a player. And if he keeps going the way he's going, you know, it's... <laughs> it's scary. You don't want to think about how far we've come in such a short space of time because you know it's Millwall. So, you know, to expect expect the unexpected. So probably next week we'll get beaten 5-0 or something. But, yeah, I mean, we have been brilliant since probably that South End game. We have been fantastic under Neil Harris. And, you know, all, all the praise in the world needs to go to him, really. Totally.
0: I mean, I think the um, the other point to make about today's squad. Um, someone described it online as being down to the bare bones, which I, it kind of is in a way, because you know, um, with a number of uh, academy players that are making the bench now. Um, so it was a bit of a threadbare squad by normal standards. Morrison was on the on the substitutes bench for apparently being ill. I thought he'd, they were trying to avoid a, a yellow card for him in some kind of diabolical Machiavellian style, but apparently he had a touch of illness of some sort, flu or something, I guess. But that was, you know, we we are down to the, um, we we're down to the, the, you know, to the woodwork, so to speak, aren't we? But we're still pulling off the results. It's it's it really is quite something to behold at the moment.
4: Yeah, and the injuries we get, we've had a big injuries. You know, yeah. Big you know, you lose Jimmy Abdu, you lose Tony Craig. Um, I, I don't know why Martin's out. I don't know if he's injured. Jo- Joe Martin, obviously. Um. So have a 17-year-old come on, obviously, and and play the last 15 minutes of a game like that. And I think he looked quite
0: good, actually. He looked quite comfy out there, didn't he? This is his, um, Chesmaine. Um, is it Noel Chesmaine or Noah Chesmaine? I don't know. But he, he, I think um, Ferguson was back in the left-back position because I think mean, Joe had got a, a booking in the week. And I think that suspended him for today. I might be wrong or he might be injured, but I thought, I thought it was a suspension. But, you know, and that's another point. We are picking up yellow cards left, right and centre. I noticed that Webster got a yellow card today, Harry. And that's probably going to take him out of Tuesday night's game. And I thought he did well today, uh, Byron Webster. You know, who, who would have dreamt we'd have been um, singing his praises a few game, a few months back.
4: Yeah, I think he, I think he's grown into the role. I don't know. I mean, Nelson commented that he thinks playing next to Beavers calms him down. Yeah. Uh, so maybe Beavers is the calming influence in the back four and sort of as calmed Webster down, he's not trying to do so much. He's very good when the ball's coming straight down his throat in terms of winning everything in the air and clattering everyone, uh, which is quite
0: quite good, obviously, especially in this league. Yeah, I mean, I, th- I thought he stood his ground well today up against some fairly physical plays, some forwards that are coming at him. And, he, you know, he he made, he's a big boy and he made himself big and he put put himself in the way a lot. I thought he was, um, you know, one of our standout defenders. And you're right about Beavers. I think Beavers is almost like the um the unsung hero of the of the team. He's he's another calming influence, a bloke that doesn't seem to flap, does he? He seems to be um his timing is almost perfect every time.
4: Yeah, I think we I think he's growing into the role. I think he's growing into the club obviously with the rumours that he was going and he's he stayed. And uh, obviously, you know, everything there's no real negative every time every question that's being asked of every player that comes into the side, whether it be through someone picking up a yellow or like suspension for yellow cards or, or for injury, they're answering the question. So it, it is like a, a squad that's together, not like um, in previous sort of yeah. managers' reigns like Lomas or, or Holloway where you didn't know, I think, the players, even themselves, let alone us fans. It was like maybe they picked up 11 darts and threw them at player faces. And- <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah. It's which last season seems to ring a bell. But- it rings a
0: bell, mate. It rings a bell. I mean, I... Half time one nil, um, I thought we largely controlled the first half to to a greater extent. I mean Barry had a couple of chances, but apart from the early one, they had a couple of sniffs, but not much. Second half was a bit of a different story wasn't it um they They really came at us in the in the second period. I know as the game stretched, we had a few chances going forwards, but you always got a sense it was going to finish closely it wasn't going this was not a day where we were going. to... You know pull away it was gonna be a one nil or one all for me at the as as that half wore on um and we did really well to see it through because they were they were a decent side and um these are the kind of clubs you've got to beat to have half a chance
4: yeah i, I think you're right I think we are right critical we have three one on ones and uh we didn't score any of them um no, no. So mr gregory as I, I mean I had two, I think, and Fred got unlucky with the first one where I think we were a bit more experienced. If it was O'Brien, he would have gone back across Clark and won the penalty kind of thing in the, always oh, clip my legs, kind of go down. But I think you're right. The defensive display today was really good. We defended as a team, um, which we always needed to do against them. They were second half, last 20 minutes, seems. So every time I looked at the clock, it seemed to go backwards. <laughs>
0: um. Where do you stand on the Fred question, Harry? I mean, I, I thought he looked a little bit light today. I mean, I, I've spoken a few times during the show. He's clearly got talent. He's clearly got, um, as I put it, the X Factor. He just looks light and he looks like a small boy at times amongst some some lumps, doesn't he? he, he it was not a day for Fred today. He was almost bullied a little bit at times, I felt.
4: Mm, I think he's better when he gets in central positions. I don't yeah. think he's a. I, I really don't think he's going to be a winger at all. Um, I mean, the chance that he got was coming through, sort of ghosting him around the back after O'Brien sort of knew he was offside and let it, and he sort of was through on goal, and and he was unlucky really. He'd done everything right, barring the goalkeeper made quite a good stop for them actually, to be fair. But um, yeah, I, I think. Does he suit the way we play? Maybe we don't play the way that he needs to play. Maybe he'd be better off suited in kind of with a, a structured sort of two up front with him sitting in behind. But you know, it's good that he's there. When he, when he's on form, he's he's a very good player. So you wouldn't want to get rid of him. No,
0: no, no. He's an he's an asset. And I, you know, um, I suppose it was one not his day. It was it was a, it was a cold, heavy old day today, and he just looked a little bit lightweight, and he was taken off sixty um, first minute in favour of. Steve Morrison, um, who didn't look his best. I mean, he's clearly, um, if he's been ill, then that explains it. But um, I just felt that Fred, um, I don't know, it was one of his off days, I felt, today. And, he, you know, it was a big chance for him starting today. And he just didn't quite take it.
4: No, but then I suppose there's not really many other options at the moment. If you weren't playing Fred, who would you play? Obviously, Paris...
0: Cowan Hall. He's gone out on loan, hasn't he? Yeah. And um no, you're right. And I mean even Jack Powell is, is out on loan now, so clearly these kinds of players are not seen as long term. I mean, they may come back, but you do get a sense of finality with um with Paris, certainly. Plaster of Paris, as we've called him. And um you know, even Jack Powell, who I, I like as a as a, as a kind of an artistic midfielder, but it's it's not quite that kind of club anymore, is it? It's, we're 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 a team gearing up for the grinding, the the, the kind of the scuffle rather than the the artistry, if that makes sense.
4: Jack Powell went up at Gillingham with Josh right. You heard <laughs> <laughs> it here
0: 1st <laughs> It's run through the team ratings, Harry. Um, I've, I made Jordan Archer. I I'd actually chose him as my man on the match today. Um, Purely because that was an absolutely world-class save. And like I said earlier on in this show, I don't know what else he could have done. I've given him a 9 out of 10, just purely on the basis of that. And the way he takes crosses and makes the, the defence look so comfortable, he doesn't induce any panic in in defence at all.
4: Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I, 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 it's between sort of him and maybe one other person okay. uh, for my man in the match. But um, yeah, I think 9 out of 10 for Archer's perfectly reasonable, maybe even a 10 out of 10. I don't know what more he could have done. Sorry. No, I don't
0: know what more he could have done, but you, to get a 10, I don't know what you've got to do. You've got to walk across the River Thames or something and turn um, the uh, the Coca-Cola into wine inside the den. But um, hes I, I just felt that was a, that was a, one of the best goalkeeping um, saves I've seen at the den ever. I mean, I, I can't think of many other saves that would match it. Um, Cummings, it was a... So, so for me today, Sean Cummings. I gave him a six out of 10. It might be a harsh one given that we won, but he didn't do an awful lot for me today. Did, what did you make of, of Cummings, Sage? Right?
4: I don't like Cummings, so I have to. I, I can't confess to being a Cummings fan. No. Um, so, I thought he'd done okay for him. Um,
0: <laughs> That's damned by faint praise, that, isn't it? Faint
4: praise, <laughs> damned by faint praise. we so go, yeah, you probably be a five or a six. If, don't... I don't know if it's. We're not his kind of club. That's the easiest way. I don't know. I sound really cliche going, oh, he's not a... Not a Millwall player, no. He don't suit me. I like a right-back to crunch people. I've been brought up on Alan Dunn. What can I I say? What can you say? enough.
0: No, no, I agree. Beavers and Webster, I've given eights to both um, because I felt that our central defenders today were in a 90-minute battle and it was hard to pick one over the other, really. I I think you're right about Beavers calming Webster down and improving his game in many respects. And f- but also full credit to Byron Webster for having the bollocks to actually do the work and stand his ground in what's been a very difficult start for him at the club, and he's he's really come a long way. So I've given them both eights purely because I've given Archer a nine behind them. So where, where do you stand? I mean, Beavers and Webster, what, what marks would you go um, for today, I'll mate? Give Beavers a seven.
4: Seven.
0: Um, oh, okay.
4: He missed an art. He went for a ball that Webster called for in the second half, just right near the end of the game, and okay. I called it as. What are you doing, Webster? With expletives inserted, mm-hmm. and then my brother alerted me that it wasn't Webster; it was Beavers, Okay. Uh, that have missed the header, and they went on. They could have scored from that, and I'm going to give Webster man of the match, considering the fact that I've slated him on here before.
0: Oh, no, fair call. I'll go. I, 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 I take that. Um, a much, much improved player, Byron Webster, man of the match for Harry. Um, and I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't fight you on that, mate. That's that's a, that's a good good choice. Shane Ferguson, I didn't like so much in the left back. I never like him at left back. I know needs must today, Um, but I gave him a six because I didn't think, uh, I thought he had a bit of a torrid afternoon up against their their wingers.
4: Yeah, he did. He got caught at. um, Yeah. Yeah, a lot of the time. They were in a diag towards him, and he uh, seemed to, I don't know if it was getting caught in the wind or anything like that, but yeah, I think you're right. He had a, a bit of a struggle in his time at left back today.
0: He's a far better forward-facing player for me, Harry, than he is a defender. And I know, you know as we've just said, it's needs must, but um, I just like him going forwards. I don't like him defending. Um, he just doesn't um, have an awful lot of... Uh, I don't know, he doesn't in, in, in fill me with much confidence in defence. Um, midfield, Fred, we've spoken I gave Fred a six out of ten because I just didn't think it was his day today and he just looked a little bit lightweight.
4: Yeah, I think, I think you're right. Six. I don't think anyone played that badly. So I think six no, on the no. rank is probably for the ones who had a bad game. Ain't too bad because they obviously weren't bad enough to make us lose the game,
0: kind of thing. George Savile, who I've I've liked, he's gone a little bit off the boil for me of late. He didn't he didn't impress much in in midweek up at Fleetwood, and um, today he was he, he was better, but he wasn't brilliant. I've given him a seven out of ten today, but I think we set high standards for George Savile, and I, I think it must be tough for him to consistently meet those standards. I
4: think it's his first time playing regular football. I think he's a. Uh, may be a figure, and especially with Fred Bayer's side Yeah, I so saw him stretching quite a lot when the ball was going out of play or stopping for free kicks or injury breaks kind of thing Um, sort of on his right side I don't know if he's carrying a knock or something but he did seem to kick the ball rather than getting clattered playing for the free kick he was hitting
0: yeah I know I today, he's re- releasing it a lot, When not he? Uh, Williams alongside him, I felt, almost picked up the slack for for Saville today a little bit. And I, I rated him quite highly today, Sean Williams. Um, eight out of ten I've given him.
4: Yeah, I think that's right. I think he was like the deep line playmaker, really. He was really pulling the strings of anything that we were doing well. I mean, that ball that he hit over the top for um, Gregory last on, week, Yeah. A yeah. He's, he was trying to do that today and it almost worked again today. I don't know if that's something that obviously it's something he's got in his locker I don't know whether or not that's something that they're focused on as, as soon as the ball comes up like that he's going to tee it up and just sort of hit a low sort of almost a slice it's almost a slice it stops dead as soon as it runs through and they
0: getting, run to it. getting beyond the defence Ed Upson good to see him back today do you like Ed Upson Harry? I thought he did well for us today
4: yeah I thought he was not in the, his usual kind of going forward playing quite what well, like role he sort of was Doubling up, obviously, to help Shane Ferguson. Yeah, um, at, and I think he's done it quite well, to be honest.
0: I think he's still ner- probably not a hundred percent from his injury. No, he's, he's not. He's not. But um, I thought he, he, he did a shift today. Got a good round of applause when he left the pitch. So I'm, I'm going to give him an eight, eight out of ten today.
4: Yeah, I, I, I wouldn't argue with that at all. Um, I think any, I think anyone can see. I think it's going back to the running theme of togetherness and kind of that there's a they are a team. Is that. You know, they're, they're winning, there's players willing to come back and not shy away from probably... probably could take another two or three weeks out kind of get back to full fitness. But all these players want to get back in the side and want to obviously play for the club
0: and play for Neil Harris, which is always a positive thing to see, kind of thing. Well, we want to see, mate, isn't it? And up front, Gregory and O'Brien. wasn't much to pick between us. I mean, O'Brien will always give you a touch of quality and Gregory will always produce a work rate. Um, I gave them both seven today. I don't think they were brilliant up front today, but... Um, you know they weren't poor by any stretch. It just wasn't their day for. It wasn't much of a day for forward play, was it?
4: No, I don't think they were quite clicked into their. There, there was fits and starts. I mean, O'Brien played the played the Ronaldinho pass at one point in the first half. Um I, I don't know what's happened. I don't know what where this skill set has come from. <laughs> for years, you were lucky if you saw a step over from a middle player, let alone a turn. Um So yeah, I, I don't know, Gregory. Gregory, I'm not Gregory's biggest fan. Um, I'm sure that's going to get shoved down my throat at some point when he probably scores a winner in the Johnson's paint trophy finals. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I'm not Gregory's biggest fan. I don't mind Gregory. I think he's got a great work rate, but his finishing is the worst part of his game. And for a striker, that's
0: kind of... And that's a flaw. Like, it's a flaw. That's that's for sure. I, I know what you mean. I I find it hard to dislike Lee Gregory because he, he does put effort in. He clearly cares. He gives a shit, basically, doesn't he? And um, you know that that goes a long way with Mill fans. But you're right about the finishing side; he does get chances and he does waste chances. Um, but then again, we're talking about a man who's not long scored four in the Johnston's Paint Trophy. So, um, as long as he keeps on getting some, then that's about as much as we can expect out of a, a striker at this level.
4: That's it. I think perspective is a is a big kind of theme. So I, i'll let him I'll let him off as long as he's getting chances and. I suppose all our strikers, really, if you look at Morrison, O'Brien, if you're counting him as a striker, which I think is his best position anyway, you know, they're all getting goals. I, I don't know what their totals are. I know, obviously, Gregory, if you can, like, League and cut, but they're all got sort of, they're pushing towards 10. Maybe Morrison isn't, but Morrison's not really scored in a few games there. He's been quite unlucky, but yeah. that's, a, that's showing that we, although we are making a load of chances, they're shared out amongst the team, obviously. But, I mean, Webster got two in two. So maybe they would need to get onto a some form of betting agency to get oh look scoring <laughs> two and two in the uh, sense of Jamie Vardy, obviously.
0: Well, here's a tip for anyone listening: anyone that wants to get on the number of corners against Millwall, we seem to concede, which concede a massive amount up at up at Fleetwood, and um, I thought we we're in danger of conceding a few today. So corner count against Millwall is probably a good bet. And, um, fixtures this time of the season are; seem to come thick and fast, mate. And we've got a big game now. Tuesday night up at Burton Albion. Um, Burton's sitting third in the table, 38 points and a seven in front of us. That's a huge game, actually, isn't it? It's going to be a massive um, massive chance for, for if we can get a result up there. But they won 5-1 today, so it's going to be a tough old away match.
4: Yeah, I mean, they're in, they lost to Berry, I think, Tuesday night, did they? Or did they not? I don't know. I
0: didn't follow that one. But I was just looking at the result today, 5-1. They beat... Colchester, but clearly it's going to be a uh, you know a massive, massive opportunity for Millwall if we can go up there and get get something. It should be a good a good turnout there. It's only up at Derby. I'm going to go up there, so tune in next week for um, my take on the uh, on the Burton game. But um, no, the place is buzzing at the moment. Harry, it's quite strange, isn't it?
4: Yeah, you get so used to being poor, and um, well, worse than poor shit. Um, <laughs> For such a long time under low mass the end of Jacket and Holloway, and then you suddenly present it's like we've come across the mirage in the desert. You yeah,
0: know? that's um, right. We've pitched up at the oasis and there's uh, there's water and there's you know kind of fine spiced food and dancing girls and whatnot. So it's 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 good. It, it's strange. It leaves you slightly. Um, I said a couple of times on the show, I said to you before we started this, it, you don't quite know what to say. You just, you're just kind of um, hoping against hope it doesn't end. You know, this, this mirage doesn't all kind of disappear in a swirl of sand or something. It feels like it could go any moment, doesn't it?
4: It does. I mean, realistically, you know, we're quite close to being, I, I might as well say it, we're near enough in the playoffs at the moment. So yeah. going for the end of the season, you know, we're not that far off automatic. I know that sounds silly. I know we'd need to strengthen, but considering the fact how many players we've got missing, and we're only going to get stronger when those players come back, you know, the second half of the season, maybe we could kick on. I, I don't know. but
0: well, there's every, every reason to believe we can. Um, whether we do or we don't, obviously that's in the, the lap of the football gods, but there's every reason to believe that we can... Talk about the playoffs and you're right, even the top two is is not to be totally dismissed. And that's that's quite an astounding thing in itself because at the end of the Holloway debacle and then even at the start of this season, none of us dreamed we'd be able to have these conversations um, outside of the uh, the asylum or the lunatic bin, you know. Can we
4: join Holloway in the lunatic?
0: Loon- <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. Fantastic. Yeah,
4: I'll, 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 he's probably wind, wind-licking and...
0: He's, exactly. on, he's on Sky TV. I was saying to my wife earlier on, that man didn't show his face at the den ever. If they ever do show any live TV at the den, I don't want to get Ian Holloway as a pundit sitting in that yeah, little I box. Yeah,
4: I think him, Mark Hughes, um, Ched Evans, and I <laughs> think get a special bus to so come down the den. Up, right?
0: They'd be one of those American Humvees to get them in and out of the place, wouldn't they? Yeah,
4: maybe Berrelson can put one on.
0: <laughs> That's fantastic, Harry. Really appreciate your time tonight, mate. Good stuff. Onwards and upwards. Thanks for coming on the show.
4: It's been a pleasure, mate.
0: I'll talk to you again very soon, I hope. You look after yourself.
4: And you, mate. Bye bye.
1: (laughs) 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 I'm in